0: Philadelphia sports fans, how you guys doing? Welcome back to another episode of Sports and Stilettos Podcast. I am your host, Breezy. Um, for those of you who are joining me for the first time this episode, um, I hope you stick around for the whole thing. <laughs> um, you you definitely picked a good episode to uh, to start listening on. And for those of you that have obviously been listening, you know that I very rarely talk about anything other than sports. Um, but with the things that are going on right now in the world and the things that are directly affecting me, I feel the need that I, I definitely need to say something. So we're going to dedicate a lot of the show towards um the things that are going on right now and um you know just just me getting it out and and voicing my opinion if you follow me on twitter you guys know that i don't sugarcoat anything and um it's it's not going to stop you know until until black lives receive the justice that they deserve and that we need um so uh, I'm going to start off with something that really resonated with my, with my soul. Um, it was, I saw a clip from Jimmy Kimmel. He did um, a little segment on his show where um, he spoke about uh, Black Lives Matter and uh, George Floyd and, and his murder. And he referenced the video that his wife showed him. And the video actually came out a few years ago. Uh, it is by Tyler Merritt, and I'm gonna do like kind of like my own version. Uh, his was a lot longer, so if you if you get a chance, definitely check his out. His name is Tyler T Y L E R Merritt M E R R I T T. If you get a chance, check out the original video. It is very, very, very moving. So, um, I'm going to do my own rendition of, of that video. And it's, it's pretty much called Before You Call the Cops. Before You Call the Cops, I am a mother. I love milkshakes. I want to buy a home next year. My cats like to be walked outside on a leash. I bleed eagles green. My daughter is very, very smart. I am a single parent. I love sports. I am scared to death of roller coasters. My mom still cooks like she has four kids living with her. Does any of this really matter? No, it doesn't. I just wanted you to know me better. Before you call the cops. Now, if you, if you check out the original video, it pretty much portrays a person who doesn't understand why they are such a threat. If there are all of these good things about a person, why are they a threat? Why do they why why do we make people so uncomfortable because of the color of our skin? It doesn't make any sense. You get to know me, you'll love me, I, I guarantee that. Okay? But to some people, I am a threat simply because my skin is is black. You know, that's, that's not, it's not easy to live life knowing that one day you could come across someone who grew up very, very opposite of, of, of you. And when I say opposite of you, I mean opposite, like they were taught to hate someone who does not look like them, to be afraid of someone who doesn't look like them to think they are superior to someone who does not look like them it is a very very hard to live life like that knowing like i said knowing that you could possibly run into someone who has that kind of prejudice that has that kind of bias that has that kind of lifestyle embedded in them It is very, very hard. A lot of you know that I have a daughter. Um, her name is Riley. She is biracial. Her father is half black, half black and half white. So, obviously, she's biracial. Um... I don't know, and and honestly, like, the biggest struggle right now, um, and like I I said in the beginning of the show, if you follow me on Twitter, you know um, a lot of how I feel, it's it's just very hard to try to put it into a a podcast, (laughs) but, um, you know, I saw something on social media the other day where it was saying that Um, you know, there are mixed kids out there, there are biracial kids out there, but you know, but you know who else has biracial kids? Slave owners. And honestly, that hurt me to my core because I was not sexually assaulted. I was not forced to do anything that I did not give consent to. And I do not want my daughter growing up in a world where they think that because her skin is lighter, that, oh, you know, she's, she's maybe a a little, a little more privileged than black people. No, my daughter is black. And if you catch me on the right day, she's going to have the same attitude as I do. That is my twin, that is my baby. I spit her out, the only thing that is different is the texture of her hair and the and, and the pigment in her skin. Everything else is me, a black woman. But that doesn't take away the fear that I have of her growing up in a world where she's hated She is a target for people, and that doesn't sit well with me, not even in the slightest way. You know, George, George Floyd, he died, he, I I don't even want to say he died, he was murdered, okay? Okay? We saw it, we saw the video, we saw the video from different angles, we, we've seen it. This man was murdered, and he was deliberately murdered. And he, his life was taken by someone who grew up knowing that they were privileged, Knowing that when they joined the police force that they had some kind of sacred ground or some kind of safety that made them comfortable enough to exploit their personal bias, their racism, their their privilege on to black people. That's what it boils down to. And you probably have seen me talk about, you know, number 45. And I've cursed a couple people out talking about President Obama in this. Oh, nothing. He didn't do anything when this happened when he was a president. Da, 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 da. But he didn't make it comfortable for people. That is the difference. President Obama, the first black president this country has seen... Did not make it comfortable for people who are racist, for white supremacists, for people who think they have a privilege over people who look like me in this world. He did not make it comfortable. Number 45, made it comfortable. He made it okay. He provided a safe space. For people to use their privilege and to act out on their racism. And they would go unpunished. And that's what we've seen these last few years. We literally saw it a week ago. George Floyd had his life taken from him by a police officer who had 19 other counts of misconduct since 2000 and I can't remember 2001 or 2011 something like that but he had 19 19 complaints against him this man was seen with his hand in his pocket and a smirk on his face That is comfortable. I don't know how someone with a soul would be that comfortable knowing that a life was being taken underneath him. There's no way that that should sit well with anyone. I don't care what color you are. It shouldn't sit well with anybody. And the fact that it does, that is a problem. That is what we are going out and protesting. Peacefully protesting. Because in America, where they say everybody is equal, basic human rights are a necessity, we have to fight for that. We have to We're we're literally getting tear gas for peacefully protesting, which is our first amendment right. Basic human rights are being fought for because we are black. And that's not okay. So if you're out there and you don't understand what's going on and and you want to know more, ask someone. The internet has, I you know, you can't always trust what you see on the internet or what you find on the internet, but you know what? Google something. Educate yourself. Ask questions, but don't come off as someone who belittles someone else. All that, all lives matter? No. All lives don't matter because black lives don't matter. And black lives haven't mattered in, in, in decades, centuries. They haven't. And I don't care how you spin it, it's never going to make sense. We have to fight a little bit harder every single day. Do you think we want that for our kids? Can you imagine how a parent feels when they have a child who is eight or nine or 10, a little black boy who is eight, nine, ten years old, and they can't even walk to the corner store? and be guaranteed to walk back home because of a personal bias of somebody else? That is a real fear. And I don't care if you say it's, oh, it's 2020, we're over that. No, we're obviously not because kids are still being killed and men are still having their lives taken on national TV. Women are getting shot in their homes. In their homes. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. So, this is why we protest. This is why we flood streets peacefully. We don't want to come out here and inflict anger. We don't We don't want to make we 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 just want people to understand and to see have a conversation with someone who doesn't look like you. That's it. We're asking for change. We're asking For people to see that we are human beings. We're not animals. We're not aggressive. What eight-year-old do you know that is out there aggressive to the point where someone has to pull a gun because they quote-unquote fear for their life? A 30 or 40-year-old man is scared of an eight-year-old? impossible but you know what that is the reality of black people that's what it is and that's why we are so angry and that's why we are protesting the way that we are and that we're speaking out the way that we are this has got to stop it has to stop a parent should never have to bury their child. Never. And I'm telling you right now, I will raise all kinds of hell on this earth if I have to bury my baby. That's real talk. It is a shame. That people are still being taught to hate other people. Racism is a learned thing. And, and it, it, it's not, you're not born into it. You're taught. You're taught. Because kids show unconditional love. But when they are told... That this is something that you should hate. This is something that you shouldn't like. This is something that you need to protect yourself from. No matter what the age is. That is racism. That is hate. You are teaching a child to hate someone that they don't know. That has to stop. It has to stop. You know, peaceful protests that I've seen in Philadelphia, um, there there have been people who think that this is a situation that they can exploit or that they can just, um, you know, do whatever and it not matter. But you know what? For those people that are coming out and that are being aggressive and that are being violent during these peaceful protests, you're causing black people to get killed. Because the only thing these police officers see is a disturbance and black people. That's it. Oh, this is a Black Lives Matter situation? Oh, they're all violent. Let's throw the tear gas. Let's shoot the rubber bullets. Let's, let's, let's do all of that. And it's not even us. It's not us. Peaceful protest is peaceful protest. We don't got to sugarcoat it. If we're going to be violent, we're going to be violent. We're going to bring the house down. You ain't got to worry about that. But you know what? Right now... Being violent isn't the answer. It's not the answer. So for those of you who are coming in and and being violent, y'all can kick rocks. For real. Y'all can. Because I guarantee they're going to burn the city down the next time somebody dies. senselessly dies is has their life taken for no reason for no reason they gonna burn this they, they're gonna burn it down I guarantee that they are and you know what at that point it is what it is truly So different ways that people can help, for those of you that do want to help but you don't know how, get on Twitter. I have retweeted a million and one different ways that you can help. You can sign petitions, you can donate to bail out the different protesters that have been arrested for nothing across the world or across the the country. You can you can do those things. You can use your voice. If you are in a place of power, use your voice. Use your privilege to make some kind of change. Connect with other people and make some kind of change. This isn't a race war. It's not. And that's what the, that's what the that's what the media that's what the news, that's what everybody is trying to make this look like. It's not a race war. It's not. It's a human being. I don't even know what the word is. It is, it, it's It's. human decency. It's human, basic human rights. That's it. That's it. That's all we want. And we can't even get that. So think about that the next time that you you pull out your phone because you see some some stuff happening in front of you. Instead of stepping in and making sure that someone's life isn't taken. Think about that. Moving on to the sports world. We've seen many players, many different organizations speak out about what is happening right now. And honestly, I I am I'm very very happy to see a lot of the people from the city of Philadelphia who play in the city of Philadelphia or who are somewhere associated, they are doing an amazing job. Honestly, And if you follow me on Twitter, you already know how I feel about this next thing. The NFL's official statement by Roger Goodell was written by a 10-year-old. That is the worst official statement I have ever read in my entire life. It is bland. It is sugar-coated. It makes no reference of racism White supremacy. Really, the issues that we actually have to address right now. All it says is tragedy. We see tragedy every day. That's that's not that's not going to do anything for me. So. I, yeah. The one thing that I honestly, the one thing that I can say is how can how can how can the NFL be saddened by something they haven't identified yet? They pretty much threw Colin Kaepernick out of the league for kneeling and trying to bring attention to police brutality. They threw him out of the league. They then threatened. That anyone who knelt or protested during the national anthem was going to get fined. And then, Roger Goodell comes out with this BS official statement. Oh, really? And don't even get me started with the 49ers when they said Black Lives Matter. Oh, really? Now Black Lives Matter. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even going, I'm not even going to touch that one because I've spazzed about that all day, but um, in the last few days, I've been listening to, uh, you know, other podcasts and, um, you know, some people that I know part of the Birds Forever Mob podcast, you can find them on Spotify and I believe they are on Apple iTunes now. So, um, if you get a chance, check them out, but they brought up something that was very, very interesting to me. Um, they brought up, uh, the Rooney rule. So if you guys listen to episode two, uh, I was, I was super excited that the Rooney rule actually got revised because now it is a requirement for teams in the league to interview a minority and/or a woman for any open coaching position or front office position. That wasn't the case when the Rooney rule first came out. When you have 70% of the players in the league that are black, why don't we see more coaches? And honestly, I think it goes back to these personal biases, these closet racists, these 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 people who are afraid of having African American men and women in some kind of power position. That's that to me. That's what it comes down to. Because if it was anything other than that, there would be more. African American head coaches. There would be more Afri- or I'm um, sorry, people of color in the front office, in the coaching staff, instead of being this no-name assistant or being this no-name equipment boy or or whatever the case is. It would be bigger than that. Especially when you have 70% of your players. as african-american like i i don't get it make it make sense to me because it does not make sense looking at it on paper it does not make sense to me the rooney rule originally was established in 2003 it was basically um something to help them meet their interview quota at the end of every year if a if a position of need opened up. That, like Okay, that was in 2003. In 2012, I mean, we pretty much all witnessed this. Hell of a lot of people got fired that year. Or at the end of the 2011 um, season. So 2012, seven general manager positions opened up. Eight head coaching positions opened up. In 2012, zero minority hires were done. Zero. I didn't even want to take the time to see how many people were actually interviewed for these positions. Because I knew that if I saw that number and it was less than five, I was going to be pissed off. I knew it. This is what happens. This is what happens. This is this is daily life. This is this is not really a surprise to me. But this, this is this is a daily life. So now in 2020, going into the 2020 football season, you have three African American coaches. Three. Mike Tomlin, Brian Flores, Anthony Lynn. When I looked up an article to see exactly what this number was, in the article, they, they they called Black coaches in the league endangered species. Again, reference to an animal. I don't like it. I don't like it. Why does it take a rule or a requirement to be created so that minorities and women can have a chance. A chance like that. Not even not even to, to actually be hired, to even have the opportunity to be interviewed. Why? So I came up with this conspiracy theory. <laughs> there is um there is a stigma in sports right now where it's it's easy on the eyes it's better on the eyes it's better for rating it's better it's better for different companies to have white coaches white analysts and white reporters it's just easy it's just it's easier I'll give you two examples really quick Booger McFarlane, yeah. I know that I didn't like him all the time. He he, he kind of knew what he was talking about, but I, I yeah, I could do without listening to him call a game. But they had him in this thing called a, the Booger Mobile. I don't even know why they did this to him. But they wasn't doing it in Philly. Philly was not having that. You are not going to be riding up and down the sideline on nobody's elevated cart and calling it the Boogermobile. Absolutely not. They kept that thing in one place, if I can remember correctly, or they put his behind in a booth. They were not having that stuff down at the link. But you know why 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 is the one black man who was there to call a game riding up and down the sideline? And then you got the other, the other one or two commentators in a booth. Why Why? And then they go to him you know at the timeouts, or they go to him um, in between plays if there's enough time or they go to like you know what I mean like it, it, it's it's stupid. it's stupid. when you when you think about it, it's dumb. They got this man riding up and down the sideline on in a, in a machine that n- that nobody wants to deal with because it's blocking a view. Then you have Josina Anderson, who I <laughs> I really didn't care about. So, but, you know, at the end of the day, she is my sister. She is black. She she deals with the same struggles that I deal with. She lost her job. And also, Jason Whitlock. Both were fired from uh, ESPN and Fox Sports this week. Uh, actually, within, like, the last, like, 36 hours or something like that. Why? Why? <gasps> Like why? And then you have other analysts out here, like doing it, whatever it is that they do. You got uh, what's his face coming on national TV, looking like he smoked a bowl or two in the car before he walked up to the booth. Like it is, it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Now I do not agree with everything that Jocina Anderson reported how she got those stories or whatever the case was I did not always agree with it but at the end of the day like what like what was the point of of firing her especially right now especially at a time like this like what was the point what was the point unless there's something that ESPN is not telling us what like what was the what was the issue like was she was she breaking some kind of contract like what was she doing what was she doing but honestly we, we're probably never going to know we're probably never going to know exactly what happened and why she was fired unless she comes out and says something or ESPN decides that they want to let everything hang loose so i don't know i don't know we'll see and then Jason Woodlock, fired from Fox Sports. I don't know what happened with that. I didn't really watch Fox Sports. But again, he is my brother. He is another black man. He is someone that probably didn't deserve it, but was a scapegoat for something bigger or or whatever the case was. I, I don't know. But there is definitely some kind of stigma when it comes to watching the NFL on TV or watching sports on TV where they do not prioritize people of color that work for them. They they, they just they just don't. Now I can tell you this from personal experience. I've always I've always pretty much been the token black girl. I have. Everywhere every every job that I've ever had in my life I have always been the one black girl in there you know I know how to I, I I've I started my working career in criminal or wow criminal no um customer service so I know how to turn it off and I know how to turn it on but I also work very very hard to be the best person that I can be for that position if everybody in the sports world is doing the exact same thing why are only the black people getting canned why if Josina Anderson was the best reporter for ESPN at what she was reporting why did she get canned we're probably never going to (sighs) know anyway shifting to um The NFL actually starting on time. It looks like that is a go. Um, ESPN reported today that training camps will not be held or will be held only at the uh, home team facilities, which means everything is going to be held in one place. They're not going to be traveling to different places or anything like that. Um, And then there will also not be any joint practices. So the you know the week that the Eagles usually have a joint practice with another team, I think the last two years they either had it with Baltimore or with the Jets, something like that. Um, no more, they're not doing that because of COVID, all that jizzy jazz. Um, those are no more. But it does look like the NFL is going to start on time, which I am very very happy about because I miss sports and I'm tired of watching Paw Patrol and Disney movies, you know, I I'm I'm sick of it, I'm over it, I'm done. I need I need live sports, okay? I do. <laughs> um shifting really quick over to the NBA. Uh they are actually working out specifics on how they are going to re not restart, but continue the 2020 season. Um they're supposed to vote on those specifics on Thursday this week. So um, be on the lookout for that. There are more news coming out about that. Um, they are going to head straight into the playoffs. They are voting on, uh, I believe, a 22 team playoff run situation game, like whatever you want to call it. Um, and then they are all going to be played in a central location in Orlando. So um, right now they're just working out all the nicks and crannies. And then I saw something very uh, interesting today. If they do get everything worked out, they are going to start on July 31st. That is a target date. Uh, July 31st is going to be the first game of the NBA playoffs. And then game seven of the finals is probably not going to wrap up until October. So I don't know about y'all, but if the Sixers are not in the finals... I do not give a rat's but about who's going to be in the finals because by that time, football season is going to be here and my mind will be wrapped around the Eagles and I could care less. So, um, you know, I I, I truly hope that you guys, um, you know, this, this episode is called Just Listen for a Reason. I really hope that something in this episode resonated with you and that you actually go out and you and you try to understand. For those of you that don't know or that or the, you don't know what to do, I really hope that um, this episode or other podcasts that you have listened to, you know, it pushes you in the right direction. You know, like I guess not everybody is born bad. They are not born to hate. They all cops are not bad. We know that. We know that. But the police force does create a very safe space for people who want to use their racism behind that badge. that's, that's, That's what it comes down to. And no one's life should ever be taken simply because they look aggressive or they are black or... You know, they look like they could be doing something illegal when they're just standing on the street having a conversation with someone else. You know, I I, 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 and I'll end with this. I I was literally in tears the other night because I saw a video of a couple who was stopped at an intersection. There were uh, police officers diagonal from them at the intersection and they were literally shooting the car with tear gas. And, um, the, the gentleman who was driving the car got out and he started screaming at the officers, why are you shooting my car? Why are you shooting my car? I, my, I, there is a pregnant woman in the car. Why are you shooting the car? Why, you know, like, and, and looking at it, I was like, what, like, what in the world is actually going on here? And. You can see in the frame, the officers kind of look at each other. They they start talking a little bit. And then next thing you know, they start riddling this car again. And I mean, like, not like riddling the car, like shooting it from the side. I mean shooting into the car. Shooting this pregnant woman with her window down with tear gas. Like that right there if, if if that is not the most inhumane thing that you could ever see on video I don't know what is besides besides somebody's life literally being taken in in nine minutes I don't know what else is and if uh, you know it uh, it's not gonna resonate with everyone not everybody has a soul and you know I pray for those people who do not have a soul who do not see that there is a right and a wrong here. But for those that do, for those that do want to do something to help change the way this system is working, just just do something. That's it. You know, it could be as little, like I said in the beginning of the show, it could be as little as signing a petition to get somebody out of office. It could be as little as as donating five or ten dollars to a a GoFundMe page. To bail kids, kids, bail kids out of jail that were arrested because they were black at a protest. It, it, it's you know doing doing something is not just one lane. It, it's it's really whatever whatever lane you're comfortable being in and following through with that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna end the episode. With that there, um, if you follow me on Twitter or if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, it is a good time. I can tell you that right now. Uh, you can find me at your host underscore breezy. You can follow me on Instagram at sports and stilettos podcast on IG, and then um, you know, like, rate, review, subscribe to the show. Um, you know, hit me up. My DMs are open. I love talking to you guys. Um, even those dirty Cowboys fans and, and all of that. But anyway, um, I love talking to you guys. I'm a chatterbox sometimes. So um, being able to talk to you guys about the different things that are going on in the world, how you feel about the episode, what you think I could change or do better with. My ears are open. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. And, uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I love each and every one of you guys. I, I hope and pray that you and your families are safe during times like this and, um, you know, that you, that you spread nothing but peace and love. So until next time, you guys, be safe.